Live tennis, there's nothing like it. Live tennis, not in the sense that, oh, this match is going on right now and you're watching on TV, it's live. It's not recorded. Live tennis, as in, I'm in the stadium watching it live. In person, with my own eyes. There's a lot you can uh, sort of take in, experience, see, feel, hear, that you wouldn't be able to do uh, on TV. Uh, no matter how good or how big your TV is, how nice your stream is, da da da. And the best part is no commentators. You're sitting there in the stadium, it's just you. Or a friend, but it's just you. Um, there's a scoreboard and um it's just you and you're and you're and and you're there there's a million things you can sort of pick up uh, just being there courtside in the stadium whatever watching the match uh that you can't on tv i think tennis is one of the sports where that is maybe more applicable relevant or significant in comparison to other sports uh, for example a football match a soccer match um i'd say tv is better uh and and an an nfl game uh and a, a football an american football game uh tv is 100 percent better i mean yeah the experience the crowd da, 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 but as far as watching the game following the game sort of you know no, no, no. Live tennis, there's nothing like it. Safe. What the fuck are you talking about live tennis for? Oh, uh, this week I'm going to be at the tennis here in Cincinnati. Um, I've actually been at the tennis since Friday. Uh, this past weekend, so today and yesterday, uh, yesterday, Saturday and Sunday, there were qualies. Co-ed event, both for the men and women, thousand level. This this is gonna be good. Uh, over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday, uh, obviously qualifying was being played, but uh, a lot of players were on the grounds practicing. Uh, the tournament is so kind that they release a player practice schedule, and they start from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. on all 17 courts. It's packed. Uh, you know, like like. You know, they're like back to back to back. There's like a million players there practicing, both men and women. I mean, you name it. Serena, Venus, Raducanu, Rafa, Berrettini, da 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 da. Uh, Iga, Rabakina, Bencic, Vika, Bedosa, Sabalenka, Kudrometova, Alexandrova, da da da, Elise Mertens, da da da, Anisimova, all of everyone. Everyone was out. Krejikova, Jilly Teichman, Alize Ev everyone, everyone was out, except, except for Maria Sakri. I don't know how or why, she was the only player that I did not see anywhere, uh, Martin Silva, B every everyone was out, everyone, even Samsonova, who isn't even in the tournament, even Daria Seville, who isn't even playing, everyone was out, except for Maria Sakri. I mean, that for me is just a crazy one. But um, I'm not going to say anything. Anyway, I'm super excited. I'm going to be at the matches all week. Uh, if you're attending, uh, please let me know so I can come and say hi. Okay, but live tennis, I'm excited. There's nothing like it. Last time I attended, uh, 
a tournament live. Betting wise, uh, uh, Dubai 2022 this year, Ostapenko won. Uh, it was probably the best. It was, I mean, uh, it was not probably. It was definitely uh, the best week ever, in the and you know in in at Safe Smacks history. Okay, and tomorrow, starting from tomorrow, we go again. Uh, on a more serious note, uh, why am I talking about this? Um, I think watching the players practice is uh, more important than than uh, the matches. Safe, what does that mean? Uh, there were some good matches uh, today and yesterday. Let's say, um, like for example, today uh, Martin Siva Lynette for like uh, probably like a million people. That's a shit match, uh, but for me it was intriguing. I wanted to watch, uh, but. Contivate uh, and Kasatkina were, were had a practice session uh, two courts down. I couldn't say no to that, really. I mean, I know it's Kasatkina, but I feel like just... You can soak a lot in from a practice session. It's sort of like a behind-the-scenes, something that you don't see. And qualifying matches, uh, you know, at the end of the day, aren't the, you know, be-all, end-all. I watched a lot of tennis over the weekend. Eighty uh, percent of it was practice sessions. Some things I, um, I mean, I took a lot of things in, but I guess my most uh, insightful uh, or my most meaningful insights, I guess, um, Alexandrova looked really bad. Um, I saw her practice twice, two different sessions, once with uh, Elise Mertens and once with Samsonova. Uh, both times she had she hit every single forehand long and maybe hit around 20,000 uh, faults. So I guess like 10,000 faults or whatever, okay? Uh, Muguruza and Mayor Sharif practiced together. Um... They played a practice set at the end of their one hour and a half practice. Um, Sharif won that set 6-1. Sori Uh I feel like she was kind of forgotten about. Sori Kirsteo looked really good. Uh, full of energy, smiling ear to ear, and hitting the ball really well. I mean, that description just sounds like Sori Kirsteo whenever. Honestly, if you think of Sori Kirsteo, uh, someone who hits the ball really well, full of energy, and always smiling. So I guess it means nothing, but I mean, it's good to see. She's hot as fuck also, but that's not important. Julie Teichman has sort of kind of been trending downwards. Uh, I saw her practice with Alizé Cornet, and I saw her practice solo with her coach. She looks really good. Uh, Julie Teichman is last year's finalist. Here in Cincinnati, she lost to Ash Barty. As far as the quali uh, qualifying matches go, I mean, uh, some of the players that were through, I think there's eight of them. Let's see. Uh, Tomjanovic, Buskova, Martinsova, Taylor Townsend, Kostyuk, Kalinskaya, uh, Kalinina, and... And... Fuck someone else. And two lucky losers uh, went through. Nuria Prezes Diaz, who lost to Tomjanovic. 
beat beat Kovinic in the first round and uh, Petra Martic, who lost to Kalnina, beat Yastremsk in the first round. I can't think of who the, who the other qualifier is. Can you tell me? Ah, Carol Garcia, that's right. Beat Diane Perry, beat uh, Petkovic, both in three sets. The most impressive player, and I'm talking about tennis, not about other things that impressed me, if you know what I'm saying, but I know a lot of people uh, think about these things. I know, I don't, because I'm not perverted. I'm not a sick fuck like some of you. Um, but but I'll, get, I'll get to that in a sec. But as far as the tennis... Um, the the thing or the person that impressed me most is uh, Teresa Martinsova. Um, in both of her matches in qualifying against Bigu in, in, in the first round of qualies and then the final round of qualies against Magdalene uh both times I, I, I was against her. Uh, first round against Bigu. Uh, I bet against her I lost. I probably shouldn't have, but I lost. Uh, Bigu led 5-love um, in the second set. It, it got 5-5, five, five, ended up winning 7-5. Uh, and in the second set, she led 5-2 and lost in the tiebreak. Uh, she led 5-2 in the decider, Bigu. Found herself in a tiebreak, led 4-2, serving in the tiebreak, lost the tiebreak. Um, and then today against Magda Lynette, Martinsova was 2-5, love 30 down. So Lynette was up 5-2, 30-love. Uh, two points away from 6-2. It went to a tiebreak. She lost a tiebreak. Second set, she lost 6-2. Magdalenette. Or 6-3. Something like that. Uh, Martinsova, mo most impressive player. Not because of her comebacks, her fights, her energy, her, her effort. Uh, tremendous. And she only has one knee. Her right knee is 100% uh, uh, causing discomfort. It's it's wrapped. It's taped. Uh, but Martinsova, her effort, there's nothing like it. Uh, I, I mean, as far as as what I've seen, I've like, and and all of these matches, most of them anyway, were on like side courts, like outside courts, where you can really sit like super close, like you're basically on the court, you know what I mean? And and you can just like feel and 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 see and sense sort of the energy uh, or the effort, um, uh, yeah, like the energy that the players are exerting. Martinsova, uh, no one even came close to the overall effort energy uh, it was it was amazing also resilient uh quick uh energetic just amazing honestly by the end of the magda lynette match i had lost my lynette bet probably shouldn't have but anyway it's not important uh i was standing up smiling and clapping for martin Silva. why i mean really at the end of the day at least for me i'm a tennis fan first tennis better second and i'm not a sore loser in any way and i appreciate um good play good players good effort and i wasn't even good i'd say honestly it was world-class effort and world-class play for martin Sifa. i mean as far as qualities go anyway and i was really moved by that uh, i gained a lot of respect for her watch out for martin Sifa in the Main draw in the first round, she gets Nuria Prezes Diaz. So we'll get to the draw and look at the seeds and da 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 in a second. Good play in qualies. Marta Kostchik, when healthy, it's a, it's a scary one. 
I mean, has she always been healthy? I don't know. When Marta Kostchik is playing like this, she's good. She's really good. Really strong, really powerful, and can also be uh, extremely focused and just a giant on the court. Like, she just gets into this mode. She's like, yeah, I'm not fucking losing. That's it. She's not going to lose. Uh, why do I wor word it as, oh, I'm not going to lose? It's uh, it's a bit different than I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to beat her. It's, it's different than I'm not going to lose. There is a difference. Even though as far as results go, it's the same thing. But Marta Kostchik is... Uh, I'm not fucking losing. I can't really explain it, but I'm going to try my best. Um, I'm, not, I'm not fucking losing is like a... Like, I don't care what you're going to do. I'm not going to lose. Like, like s sorry. You're not going to beat me. You know what I'm saying? Marta Kostchuk, really good. Kalinskaya, one thing I learned from Kalinskaya. Look, look, we'll talk about these other things that, that you probably want to hear about Kalinskaya in a second. Um, but as far as the tennis goes, Kalinskaya... I know sitting up close, she's always smiling, and honestly, like, it's actually kind of rude, disrespectful, and, and offensive to uh, the fans, the, the, the umpire, and obviously her opponent. Uh, she's sort of kind of like in her own sort of bubble, just sort of laughing, smiling at things. You know what I mean? Always, like, looking around, reacting to, like, crowd noise, reacting to... Uh, fans cheering in, in other courts, you know what I mean? Like, you can tell 100% her head is not in the game. She's usually, like, grinning, smiling, or, or just whatever. Is it good mood? I don't know. Uh, it's something I noticed. Um, but didn't uh, affect her play. Not in a negative way, at least, Kalinskaya. Kalinskaya today, too good for Potapova. Uh, Potapova, a player who... Honestly, I kind of want to compare it to, to Sabalenka. I feel like that's a really good comparison. Um, she's not quite Sabalenka in, in a lot of areas, uh, but the double faults are there. Uh, the possibility to play extremely uh, high-risk, low, uh, high-risk, high-reward tennis, explosive tennis with, with small margins like Sabalenka, uh, just to be dominant and da-da-da, it's all there. To hit 75 on forced errors per game, it's all there. Like Sabalenka, like Sabalenka excuse me. <clears throat> but Kalinskaya today was too good for her. I noticed Kalinskaya, she didn't really look like she gave a fuck whether she won or lost. That's a bit of an interesting one, because after I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, that that totally makes sense. I sort of got a flashback of all the Kalinskaya bets I've lost in my life, and I'm like, wow, this makes total sense. Okay, now let's talk about the dirty things, and then we'll talk about Behadad Maya and Simona Halep really quick, and then we're going to get into the draw and start talking tennis. We'll look at tomorrow's matches, okay? But here, I'll, I'll talk about you know, the, the, what you sick fucks want to hear. So obviously I hosted, uh, WTA baddies, uh, where Paula Bedosa won. 
uh, clearly all like the majority of you have really bad taste but anyway um i think it's safe to say that the four the baddest four of today and of of qualities really were um I mean, if we're just going to throw names out there, Potapova, Kostyuk, Kalinskaya, Tomjanovic. Kalinskaya is really hot, but I'd put her fourth in that list. For me, it's either Tomjanovic or Kostyuk one. Uh, Tomjanovic in, in person is, is one of the hottest people I've ever seen in my life. Also, one of the prettiest and probably most attractive people I've seen in my entire life today is a Martinsova. Wow. In person? Wow. Uh, Potapova's up there. I think she's just ahead of Kalinskaya, in my opinion, but right behind um, Tomjanovic and Kostyuk and maybe even Martinsova. Another sort of unsung hero or honorable mention or whatever Donna Vekic looks really good in person her legs or her proportions like comparing her lower body to her upper body those proportions are a bit off but as far as let's say upper body and uh, like her face uh, she's super pretty and extremely attractive Donna Vekic okay now that you sick fucks uh, got what you wanted to hear uh, let's talk about Toronto super fast uh, Toronto was a, was a bit of a weird one I mean weird one and there were a lot of three set matches there were a lot of tie breaks there were a lot of uh, sort of come from behind wins or, or I mean really it was just a lot of three setters and a lot of tie breaks I noticed Simona Halep uh, won Toronto. Uh, the first of the two back-to-back thousand-level tournaments, uh, beating Bia Haddad Maya in the final. Bia Haddad Maya uh, will now had now made her top twenty debut. Uh, she's up to a career high of world number sixteen. Simona Halep backed into the top ten for the first time in over a year. By the way, last year when Simona Halep uh, exited the top ten. She was in the top 10 for 373 straight weeks. That's like seven years or something. Probably like seven straight years. Simone Halep was in the top 10. And now she's back a year later. Um, I'm going to rant and bitch about tennis Twitter. Tennis Twitter is really bad. Like, the, like you know, most of the accounts are either 14-year-olds or just about... Uh, a bunch of LGBT people, there's nothing wrong with, you know, the LGBT community, but it, it feels like it, it's not tennis anymore. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't really know how to explain it. I guess you have to uh, witness it or experience it to know what I'm saying. Um, but uh, but if you come across tennis Twitter, you, uh, I, th I think uh, you'll understand what I'm saying. Or, or if you already have experienced some of tennis Twitter, then, uh, then I think you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, they were complaining how uh, this is such a bad tournament, Toronto. Uh, it's a thousand-level uh, event. And in the final, the two players, neither of them are in the top ten. And they're devastated. They're like, what the fuck is this? This is so bad. <clears throat> uh, 
uh, I mean, okay, first of all, I'm just gonna, like, if the short answer, my short response to that is Simona Halep. Like, oh my god, there's no one in the top ten in this final. What the fuck is this final? My short answer, Simona Halep. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, yo, like, Simona Halep is playing... Probably the best player of this generation, not last name, not Williams. Probably, honestly. I mean, Kerber, Vika, those names are in the mix. Uh, I don't understand that. And her opponent, Bihadad Maya, for, forget about the, And uh, Hold on, before I talk about Bihadad Maya. I mean, who? what is the top 10 at the moment? Zachary, Kontevate, Sabalenka, Moguruta, Bado What is this? Jabour, Badosa, what is this? They're all shit. And you know exactly why they're not making uh, finals. I mean, the tournament isn't shit. Because there, there are no top 10 players. I mean, the top 10 players are shit. And that's why they're not making uh, finals of these big tournaments. They're shit. They're all shit. We'll talk about it in a second when we look at the seeds here in Cincinnati. They're all shit. They're all shit. The best player in the top 10 at the moment, or I guess previous weeks, because now Halep is in the top 10, but believe it or not, the best player in the top 10 prior to this week's rankings, uh, you know, on the Monday, is Jesse Pagula. And you cannot disagree with me. Ego trending all the way down. Ons Jabour ain't shit. Uh, Contivate, uh, no one knows what's good. Sakari Bedosa, forget it. Sabalenka, forget it. Uh, Mogorutha, forget it. And then Jesse Pagula. Honestly, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, she's not playing great, but she's the best out of them, in my opinion, at the moment, right? As far as Bihadad Maya goes, I don't know how you can watch a thousand level tournament. And complain about the finalists. Uh, Bihadad Maya clearly, very deserve, deservingly, deservedly. I don't know how to say that word. Uh, it's one of the two. Deservingly, or deservedly. Either way, she deserves to be in the final. She's in the final for a reason. Beat Iga, beat Benchich, beat Plushkova, who, by the way, is back. If people don't know this already, Plushkova's back. I mean, that probably means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like, like what does Plishkova being back even mean? Like, like what was she before? Uh, however, you know, whatever your perception is of Plishkova, she is no longer washed, recovered, da-da-da-da-da. I hope that's all done with now. Plishkova's back, okay? But yeah, we had that Maya beat uh, Belinda Bencic, who shot on Serena Williams and Mogurutha, uh Bihadad Maya beat her. Bihadad Maya beat Iga Shviontek. Apparently the best player in the world. World number one. Beat Plushkova. Who beat Shin Wen-Sheng. We have to talk about Shin Wen-Sheng, by the way. Shin Wen-Sheng, this girl is, is good. She's good. She's for real. She beat Andrescu in Toronto. Is that significant? I don't know. By the way, Leila Fernandez almost lost to Storm Sanders, by the way, in Toronto. Leila Fernandez almost lost to Storm Sanders in Toronto. Whew. Fuck. 
Anyway, Shinwen Shang had a great week. Bia Haddad Maya had a tremendous week. Uh, this was her fourth final of the year. Her first... Uh, her fourth final of the year, which is also her fourth final ever. Uh, Bia Haddad Maya by far is the most improved player of the year. It's not even close. It's not even close. Like newcomer of the year, most improved player of the year, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's not even close to Bia Haddad Maya. What she's accomplished this year, incredible. incredible. I think form-wise, since... The beginning of grass season, so or like from the end of clay season, Bihadad uh, Maya is a top five player in that span. I think that's very safe to say. No pun intended. Obviously, she went back to back and achieved more in two weeks than Sakari has in her career. And then she made a third final, so she actually made three finals in the row. One, the first two, and the third one, uh, Patrick Kvitova turned back the clock seven years and then now here in Toronto on the hard courts at a 1000 level tournament um, had herself a week and, and, and lost in three sets to Simona Halep uh, by the way Simona Halep to talk about that super quick Bihadad Maya by the way watch out for her next maybe two or three years I think I think she's gonna uh, make some moves for sure. But let's talk about Simona Halep. Simona Halep, uh, I'd say overall this week for her in Toronto, uh, it's her first title in a minute. Or I guess her first title since uh, January where she wanted like a baby food, like 250 before the Australian Open and in and, and like Adelaide or, or like one of the Melbourne Summer Series or whatever. Um, but obviously this, this is, I mean, as good as it gets, uh, you know, outside of the slams. A uh, huge one for Simona. Um, but she did it in sort of Novak Djokovic fashion to talk about Simona Halep and then we can move on. Uh, Simona Halep wasn't even playing at her best. Honestly, she played kind of shit for decent stretches of several matches. There were maybe 30, 35 minute stretches of maybe her, her you know, quarterfinal onwards, those matches uh, where she honestly played like shit. I mean, if Jesse Pagula had some, you know, brains, poise, strategy, tactics, whatever, um, what's the word? Composure also, uh, she could have beat Simona. Uh, Maya, if she was as smart or as maybe experienced as Simona Halep in these sort of events, da 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 da, uh, she probably could have beat her also. But Simona Halep, being who she is, uh, I'm calling this a Novak Djokovic, where you win a tournament and you didn't even really play well. But you still won. Uh, Results-wise, I mean, you got full marks, you won. But performance-wise, it's not even close to, to full marks, for your standards at least. Djokovic did that at Wimbledon. Honestly, I gave him C-plus for his performances. I mean, the result is an A++, but you sort of got to look at it, you know, from both ways. A lot of times, players' performances are an A++, but they lose in the first round. So they get a D- as far as the result goes, right? And that's just the way it is sometimes, and it's important for you to uh, maybe assess it like that, or, or just look at it both ways. Sometimes a player can play like total shit, but still win. Does it even matter that they played like shit? Uh, probably, probably not. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, and, and obviously a player can play really, really well, but lose.
Does that matter? Is that good? Does it, I mean, does it matter because you lost? Uh, think about it. It's interesting. On to Cincinnati, then. So this week in Cincinnati, like Toronto from last week, uh, it's a 64-player draw. Top eight players, top eight seeds receive a bye in the first round. Which is, I just want to say really quick, since we're talking about the top eight seeds, uh, that is really bad news for all eight of the seeds, except for Pegula. Uh, Iga Świątek had an early-ish early, early -ish exit in Toronto. Uh, doesn't need the extra rest. And could do with a confidence-boosting win or, you know, rhythm or whatever. Could do with that. Iga could. Contivate most definitely needs matches, needs wins, needs confidence, rhythm, form, da-da-da-da-da. Paula Bedosa the same. Maria Sakari the same. Ons Jabour the same. Arena Sabalenka the same. Uh, Garbinia Muguruza is the same. Pagula, honestly, uh, won doubles last week in Toronto, played singles and doubles, made the semifinal in singles, uh, made the final in Toronto, uh, f made, uh, made the final in doubles in Toronto also, which was played today, and she won with Coco Goff. Congratulations to them. So she is the only one that could do with the rest. She gets a first round bye. That is great news for her. All these other players, that is honestly, if we're being real, that is terrible news for all of them. Muguruza, Sabalenka, Jabor, Sakri, Badosa, Kontovic, Fiontek. None of them with deep runs. None of them need the extra rest. What they do need, wins, form, da-da-da-da-da, rhythm, uh, confidence. They're all lacking it. They're all lacking it. And there goes your top 10, by the way, complaining you don't have... This is your fucking top 10. I mean top 8. How about that? They all have buys. The only player that, that needs it and is happy about it, Jesse Pagula. What's harsh is now Sal, uh, Simona Halep is world number six. Um, but unfortunately here she's not seed number six. Uh, she does not receive a first round buy and I think she is all obviously someone that could do with it. Uh, extra rest, doesn't need form, confidence, da 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 she's got it. Just like Pegula. Unfortunately, Halep does have to play a first-round match. We'll talk about who it is in a second. It pains me to this to say this, but it's basically a bye. But don't tell anyone I said that, though. But yeah, it's pretty much a bye. Anyway, the rest of the seeds are... 9, Kasatkina. 10, Emma. 11, Coco Goff. 12, Bencic, 13, Leila Fernandez, 14, Pliskova, 15, Halep, 16, Ostapenko. Uh, it's stacked, just like Toronto was. Uh, this one is stacked for sure. Top of the draw, Iga Świątek by. That's not very good. In the second round, she'll play either Sloane Stevens or Alizé Cornet, which is tomorrow night. Should be good. Madison Keys versus Yulia Putintseva. The winner will play either Behadad Maya or Ostapenko. Holy fuck, what a match. 
Holy fuck, what a match. Kuko Goff gets a qualifier. Marie Boskova, that's a really tough first round match for Coco Goff. Who had herself a uh, longish, um, maybe a few weeks, lots of travel, lots of matches. If, if you factor in the doubles play also, uh, Marie Boskova looks really good in qualies. Looked really, really good today against Dona Vekic, who maybe the scoreline doesn't su suggest. Uh, play pretty good after the first 20 minutes, for sure. Winner of Coco Goff, Buskova, gets either Saros Ribas Tormo or Alison Risk. Alison Risk, Armitrage. Wow. She really did that. Congratulations, Risk. Armitrage. Rebakina gets Mayar Sharif mm -mm -mm. in the first round. Uh, the winner will face Mogurutha in the second round, who has a bye. Interesting because Sharif, if she beats Rabakina, which by the way, I really think she can. I mean, if you, if you watched her practice, Elena Rabakina at practice, uh, you know, not a lot of errors, nothing to say like, wow, that's bad or she looks bad, but wasn't great either and looked very sluggish and lethargic, but that's just who Rabakina is, I guess. Uh, but it's like weird to see it in person and then see her fucking win Wimbledon. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. But anyway, hypothetically, if Sharif beats Rabakina and plays Mogrutha in the second round, that's an interesting one. They played a practice match, or I guess set, where Sharif gave her a 6-1 on, on Mogrutha's head top. I mean, 100% Mugrutha is going to lose that second round match. It's just, is it going to be Rabakina, as, as we all probably expect? Or could it be Sharif? Either way, she's going to lose. That's the first quarter of the draw. Uh, potential matchups later in, in, in... In the later rounds of this section, uh, as soon as maybe second or third round, uh, Iga Alizé Cornet. Okay. Cornet, by the way, was a player to end Iga Sviantek's win streak at Wimbledon. 35, 6 or 38 maybe wins. Alize did, her, did it in straights. Sloane Stevens would stand no chance against Iga Sviantek. Uh, so let's hope Alize Cornet can beat both Stevens and then Sviantek. Uh, Ostapenko, Haddad Maya is really good in the first round, but uh, the winner of that and the winner of Madison Keys Putinseva could be good. And then the winner of that will get either Iga or Alize Cornet, is what I'm saying. Coco Goff versus Buskova, that's Coco Goff's probably toughest match until she gets to the quarterfinal. In the second round, she'll get either Sara Suribas Tormo or Alison Risk, which should be okay. Uh, even if it isn't, I think it's a lot easier than Marie Boskova. Looks like it could be Boskova or Coco Goff. I'd say the winner of that will make the third round, beat either Risk or Tormo. Uh, we'll face either Rabakina or Mogurutha. Or Mayor Sharif, man, who the fuck knows?
That's an interesting section. Who's going to come out? I mean, fuck. Every player Iga could face until the quarterfinal, they've beaten her this year. And Iga hasn't lost a lot of matches this year. The only player that she could face that hasn't beaten her is... Fuck, Sloane Stevens, Madison Keys, and Putin Sable. There's three of them, but there's no way they make it to, to face her, in my opinion. I mean, Alizé Cornet in the second round, she could face. Alizé Cornet beat her. Ego, this year, Wimbledon. Uh, Bia Haddad Maya beat her just last week. Ostapenko beat her in Dubai, and I don't know where else. Ostapenko owns Iga Svantec. It's a fact. So it's a bit of an interesting one, I think. Who's going to make it out of this quarter for a spot in the semifinal? I think it's really tough to call. It's not going to be Ego. Could it be Bia Haddad Maya? Who the fuck knows? I think it could be Bia Haddad Maya. It could also be Rabakina. It's not going to be Muguruza and Mayar Sharif is unlikely even if she beats Rabakina and Muguruza. If it's Coco Golf in the semifinal, I'm going home. I'm not going to attend any any match after that. I'm not attending the semis and the final if, if that's who it is, if it's Coco Golf. In the second quarter of the draw, Paula Badosa's the three seed. She receives a bye. Of course she does. Her second round opponent, qualifier, qualifier. Taylor Townsend or Ayla Tomjanovic. It should be to Ayla Tomjanovic, who, who she'll probably face in her in the second round for her first match. And honestly, Ayla Tomjanovic could beat her, 100%. Paula Vidosa ain't shit, and she knows it too. And I hope I hope soon you know it also. Krejikova, Kudermetova, honestly, pretty good uh, first round match. Kudermetova should win this. The winner of Krejikova, Kudermetova will face either Simona Halep or Karolina Mukova. I told you it's pretty much a first round bye for Karolina Mukova. Um. It's harsh to say this, but Karolina Mukova has been trending all the way down. I know it's because of her injury. I, we, we talked about it all the time. She's extremely unlucky. Uh, it's just injury after injury with her. Uh, ankle, arm, leg, elbow, shoulder, whatever. Uh, it's really unfortunate. Mukova's current ranking is like 160 or 170, uh, which honestly sort of hurts my head. Um, but it's not like a false ranking or anything. She... And this is very harsh. She is honestly playing like that nowadays. I mean, that's sort of her level. Uh, if you don't know who she is, or, or or really didn't know any any, didn't know about the sport, and 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 you watch her playing, you said this is the world. Uh, you know, this girl's outside the top one hundred. You'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Last week, played in Concord, retired down a set and a break to this girl called Katarina Scott. Mukova. Uh, Halep also beat Mukova in Wimbledon. 
and it wasn't even close but that was after Mukova's injury at the French uh, when she was up a set on Anisimova was forced to retire yeah really sad but Halep Kudermetova could be really good and the winner will face either Badosa or Tomjanovic in the third round uh, which yeah should be pretty good I'd say also in this quarter, uh, first round match, Benchich, Sori Kristea. Wow. Winner faces Jill Teichman or Petra Kvitova. Wow. What is this section? This section has Bedosa, Tomjanovic, Krizikova, Kudermetova, Mukova, Halep, Benchich, Kristea, Jilly Teichman, Kvitova. Wow. And Onstjobor. Wow, what a section. Halep Kudermetova in the second round. I think that's going to be what it is. Uh, Bencic, Sori Kirstea. Um, I'd like to see Sori Kirstea be competitive, but I'd be very surprised if she wins. Uh, unless Belinda plays really bad, which she sort of kind of has. Sort of. I mean, she's had a few good matches, but... You know, overall, if, if we were to summarize, like, her maybe last, like, 8 to 10 matches, she's been pretty bad, yeah. But Sori Kristea also uh, extremely bad, all of her matches lately, also. And also hasn't played in a while, so it could be interesting, okay. Um, Jilly Teichman, Petra Kvitova, wow. Lefty on lefty. I feel like they faced each other at least, like, 64 times, right? They've only faced each other three times. Uh, Teichman won both of those. Sorry, two of those. And Kvitova won one of those. They place, faced each other three times. Duh. Uh, their most recent meeting, and their only meeting this year, Teichman beat Kvitova in straights in Madrid on the clay, 6 3 7 5. Uh, I like Jilly Teichman here. Ah, Petra Kvitova is also uh, one player that I didn't see practice at all. But I did see her, not practicing, but I did see her on the grounds. Uh, she was walking, looked very uninterested. But that's just Petra Kvitova. By the way, she's tall as fuck and so skinny. Just seeing her in like um, sweatpants and a t-shirt. But when that dress comes on, man, she's so fucking sexy. Anyway... <clears throat> That's a really good one. This section is really good. A lot of good there, for sure. I mean, Badosa, Tomjanovic, that's going to be a second round, probably. Uh, Kudrmetova, Halep, that's a second round. Bencic, Jilly Teichman, All-Swiss Affair, wow, that's a second round. And then Unshabur has a bye and will face either Kat McNally, the Cincinnati girl, wildcard, or Sasnovic. Of course, Jabur and... Uh, Bedosa get a bye and then an easy match, of course, because it always fucking happens. That's how they achieved this ranking. Those are some really good first round matches for sure. For sure, for sure. On to the bottom half, the third sec section. Jesse Pagula, bye. Georgie was originally going to play against Bianca Andreescu. Bianca Andreescu withdrew.
so Georgie gets Marta Kostyuk instead. That's honestly not much better. Or, yeah. I mean, maybe it's slightly better. Maybe it's worse. I don't know, but that's a tough one. Marta Kostyuk looked good for sure. Camilla Georgie, you never know. You never know. Uh, the winner of Kostyuk, Georgie, is going to face Pagula in the second round. Wow, should be good. Pagula is like 10-0 against Georgie. Uh, but Pagula and Kostyuk could be really interesting. Uh, Pagula, like I said, playing well. Could do with the bye. We'll, we'll probably be very happy with the bye. But is it enough rest? Who knows? Has she played a lot lately? Who knows? Kaya Kanepi, Vika Azarenka is a first round match. That is awful and so brutal for Vika. The winner faces Serena Williams or Amorado Kanu. Wow. My favorite bet of the entire first round is Serena Williams to beat Amorado Kanu. I put that on everything. As some kids who probably shouldn't be saying things like this would say, on my mama, bro. Or on God, bro. How about that? On God, bro. Serena Williams is going to beat Emma Raducanu, and I put that on everything. I put that on everything. Serena Williams, Vika, wow, is a possible second round match. I wish we get it. We're going to get the Serena portion, I'm sure of it, but Vika to beat Kanepi? Fuck, man, that is so brutal for tennis fans and for Vika. Because Serena Williams, Vika would be amazing to see in one of you know, Serena's last couple matches, I'd assume, right? Also in this section is another Williams sister, Venus, gets Pliskova. That's the... I mean, Venus is just so finished. Pliskova is, is probably going to 6-1, 6-1 her. I think 6-1, 6-1 for sure. Um, winner of Pliskova, or let's just say Pliskova in the second round after her first round bye against Venus Williams. Uh, we'll get Elise Mertens or Annalena Kalanina. That's an AO first round match, Kalanina Mertens. Uh, Pliskova should probably come through there, I would say, in the second round. Caro Garcia, qualifier versus lucky loser Petro Martic is a first round match. And the winner faces Maria Sakkari as a first round by Maria Sakkari. Whoever she faces, either Carol Garcia or Pedro Martic, she's going to lose. 100%. I put that on everything. Okay, maybe not 100%. I don't put that on everything. That is just an expression. The Serena Williams one over Emma, though, that is 100% for me. And I would put, put that on everything for sure. Or put everything on that, I guess. Anyway. Uh, this section of the draw, uh, good, but it's not as good as the previous one. I guess the the bar was set pretty high there after that one. Final quarter of the draw, Sabalenka gets a first round bye. And the second round will face either Trevisan or Kalinskaya. I'm saying it's going to be Kalinskaya and... Sabalenka is too big, too strong, too powerful for Kalinskaya. But you never know, man. You never know. Sophia Kennan, Shelby Rogers. Not bad. 
Winner faces Anisimova, Castle Kina. Honestly, not bad either. It's going to be a Castle Kina, Shelby Rogers second round match. Uh, Castle Kina. Excuse me, I hate her so much. But she's going to beat Anisimova. But hopefully Shelby Ro I'm a huge Shelby Rogers fan now, by the way. Hopefully Shelby Rogers gets her in the second round. Leila Fernandez versus Alexandrova. You know what I'm saying. Versus Osaka or Shuai Zhang. And finally, Annette Contevate. First round bye. And the second round, she'll face either Martin Seva or Nuria Perez's DS. Lucky loser qualifier. I mean, generally speaking, this whole draw, it's really tough to call, just the way it's going, how stacked it is. I think it's wide the fuck open. I think it's impossible to call a winner. Um, to base it on, like, recent performances or form or whatever, I mean, you're, 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 I mean, you can just p take, like, the semifinalists from Toronto, say Pagula, maybe Halep, maybe Haddad Maya, maybe Plushkova, who knows. Right? But maybe they're tired. It, does Benchic stand the chance? I mean, I don't know. Kvitova, any of these seeds gonna do anything with their buys? Can Behadad Maya go again? Ostapenko, what are we saying? Shelby Roger? Yo, I mean, look. I don't know. But for the purposes of this exercise, I'm gonna pick my semi-finalists and then a final or and then finalists and then the winner okay i really want to say something like alize cornet is going to make that semi-final over Ego. It's not going to be Coco Golf. It's not going to be Ego. But will it be Alize Corne? Will it be Behadad Maya? Will it be Rabakna? Mayor Sharif? Probably not, right? Mugurutha? Probably not. Rabakna? No. I don't think it's going to be Rabakna. It's going to be someone in the top section. I'm going to say Behadad Maya is going to make the semi final. Okay? And in the semi-final, she will face... Kudrmetova. In the semi-final, Bihadad Maya Kudrmetova. And in the bottom half of the draw, the other semi-final, it's going to be... Uh, Serena Williams. And Sabalenka in the second quarterfinal. Your final will be Bihadad Maya and Sabalenka, and Sabalenka is going to win. That'll be back to back finals for Bihadad Maya at the thousand, at thousand level events, but also back to back losses. Uh, Sabalenka is going to win Cincinnati, that's my prediction.
on to tomorrow then, yeah? Uh, tomorrow's slate for, you know, like a round one, day one isn't the best, but it's it's not too bad either. I guess it could be worse. First up, Krijekova Kudrmetova. Uh, it's a Kudrmetova minus 145. Kind of expensive, but she should win, I think. Kudrmetova for sure. Been practicing a lot, looking really good, increasingly getting better. Krijikova is just not like that. I mean, she's better than she was since she returned, but I mean, like, she's sort of gotten better, but she still ain't shit. Uh, she was a one-slam wonder for sure. She isn't like that. Um, yeah, she's finished, this girl, Krijikova. She's just a farmer. This is actually a, a really nice price for Kudermetova. Even though it may be a bit more expensive than we'd like. Look, I really think Mayar Sharif can really beat Eleanor Bakna. I'm being so dead serious. Like, extremely dead serious. I think any bet on Sharif is good. Her money line's plus 525, and I think that's ridiculous. Uh, the tax on Rabakina is crazy. Minus 800? No, no, no. No, 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 no. Uh, Sharif plus five and a half games is probably a good bet. To win a set, probably a good bet for plus 140 for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I really think Kasatkina is going to beat Anisimova. Um, I think my stance and my and my 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 true and honest thoughts on Kasatkina, like all that, is clear. But Anisimova, in my opinion, is is a hundred times worse than Kasatkina. And Kasatkina has a plus next to her name, and I think I'm gonna be betting that. Allison Risk minus one twenty against Sara Suribas Tormo feels like a trap, but I'm gonna bet it anyway. McNally Sasnovich is gonna be a pass. Uh. Alexandrova has looked like shit. In our practice sessions this week. I would usually unload, like just probably place a really big bet on Alexandrova here at plus 120 against Layla. But since she's not playing really well, I'm still going to bet her, just not go crazy. But Layla Fernandez ain't shit. This is Alexandrova's first match back since... The grass season. Uh, didn't play Wimbledon. Skipped Berlin. Um, only played, I think, like Den Bosch and I don't know what else. Maybe just Den Bosch. She won Den Bosch. Um, so, yeah. Leila Fernandez really ain't shit. Really. At all. Not at all. She sucks. She's not a tennis player. She's not even a human being, honestly. Jilly Teichman over Petra Kvitova for sure, plus 105. A lot of close matches, which is, I guess, nice for, you know, betting and, and sort of viewing purposes also. Jilly Teichman, I think, will get it done against Petra Kvitova for sure. That's a really tough one for Vika. I'm not going to bet it, but I hope she wins. It's going to be a pass against Kanepi, but it's it's a really, really tough one. 
uh, but I'm going to have to pass. I, I'm just going to send prayers for her. I'm not going to send a bet. I'm going to send prayers for Vico. Uh, pray for my girl Vico. She has to play a, a match against Kai Kinepi in the first round, too. Oof. Alize Cornet is going to do the dirty on Sloan Stevens. Oh, go better. Minus two and a half. Uh, Alize Cornet looks really, 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 really good. All the the women's slate tomorrow is going to be so crazy. I'm, I'm already looking at some of these. Behadad Maya Ostapenko, Bencic, Kristea, Mukova Halep, Serena Williams, Emma. Wow. And even like he's Putintseva, I mean, you never know. Venus Williams is going to play against Plushkova. Sonia Cannon versus Shelby Rogers. A lot of good ones. Osaka will play also against the Zangbanger. I mean, every match to... Wow, I can't, this is going to be good. This is going to be very good. This is going to be very good. Um, to run through just the picks for tomorrow's matches. Kudrymetova minus 145 against Krejikova. Mayar Sharif plus 525, plus 5.5 to win a set against Rubakina. Kasatkina plus 110 against Anisimova. Alison Risk, minus 120 against Saras Ribas Tormo. I probably might not play it, but I'd bet that for sure. But it feels like a trap. Uh, if it smells like fish, it's probably fish, but I don't know. You know me. I, I, I can't resist sometimes. But, I mean, who the fuck is Saras Ribas Tormo? Anyway, McNally Sasnovich is a pass. Alexandrova, plus 120. Like it, don't love it. Just because of what I saw from her practice, but Leila ain't shit, so I'm not going to go crazy there. Julie Teichman, plus 106, should get it done against Kvitova. Yeah. Vika Kanepi is a pass. Alize Cornet, minus two and a half against Sloan Stevens. I say it all the time. I always apologize for my uh, irregular upload schedule, my, my poor commitment to the show and to you guys. And, and I always apologize, and I say I'll do better, and I'll stop, and now I'm back, and this is back to being a daily show, da-da-da-da-da. So I'm not going to say that, but it's true. Uh, this week, my um, we're going to do really well. I just know it. My, my energy's up. I'm at the tennis. I'll, I'll sort of make my job uh, a lot easier. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm motivated. Uh, you should be too. It's It's excited. I hope we all have a fantastic week, not just betting. I, I hope everyone's doing okay. Um, thank you for your support uh, to the show, your kind words. Uh, to add Safe Smacks on Twitter, it's deeply appreciated. This has been The Safe Space. Thank you so much for listening. As always, best of luck to us. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.